Okay, today's date is May 14th, 2023, and we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter We Agnostics on page 45, starting with the paragraph Lack of Power, reading through page 46, with the last paragraph being Much to Our Relief. Our reader for um, that text will be Gillian, followed by a 20-minute share by Dottie S. Gillian, please read for us. Thank you. I'm Gillian, compulsive overeater. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. We know how he feels. We have shared his honest doubt and prejudice. Some of us have been violently anti-religious. To others, the word God brought up a particular idea of him with which someone had tried to impress them during childhood. Perhaps we rejected this particular conception because it seemed inadequate. With that rejection, we imagined that we had abandoned the God idea entirely. We were bothered with the thought that faith and dependence on a power greater power beyond ourselves was somewhat weak, even cowardly. We looked upon this world of warring individuals, warring theological systems, and inexplicable calamity with deep skepticism. We looked askance at many individuals who can't claim to be godly. How could a supreme being have anything to do with it all? And who could comprehend a supreme being anyhow? Yet in other moments, we find ourselves thinking, when enchanted by a starlit night, who then made all this? There was a feeling of awe and wonder, but it was fleeting and soon lost. Yes, we of agnostic temperament have had these thoughts and experiences. Let us make haste to reassure you. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results, even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is God. Much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God. Our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with him. As soon as we admitted the possible existence of a creative intelligence, a spirit of the universe underlying the totality of things, we began to be possessed of a new power, sense of power and direction, provided we took other simple steps. We found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of spirit is the broad room, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. Thank you. For Thank you, Gillian, for reading for us today. And now um, I'd like to introduce Dottie S. Dottie will be commenting on these paragraphs. Dottie, welcome to our meeting today. Thank you, Nancy, for your service. Dottie, grateful compulsive overeater from the state of New Jersey. I'm in a state of grace, even though um, 
I'm not really nervous about speaking. I'm more nervous about what words are going to come out as far as serving my God. So that that's a big change for me. So I'm going to invite God in and ask him to help me. Empty me of, of me, Father. Give me the words to say. Use me to help somebody else here. Keep me out of the way. I know all good things come from you and you put the good in me. So please use me to speak your truth. Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay, lack of power. Um, I'm going to bring some uh, where where this thing all started. Um, I'm speaking here for all the people that have died in this disease that I know, people close to me. I'm speaking for the people that have put in my path over the last 22 years that have helped me from when I got sober from alcohol in Florida in 2001, right after 9-11. Um, I'm here sitting here. I don't feel like a miracle right now, but I'm telling you, you're looking at a miracle. Uh, the power, I have lack of power. Um, the week, this week has been a very difficult week, and I'm going to start out where I am today so I can show you what God has done for me. Yesterday and today, I've had trouble connecting to God. Um, uh, because of whatever's going on, you know, the ego, whatever it's doing, and I'm taking the action of what they told me, trust God, clean house up others. So I'm stating facts the way they are. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. That's the last I want. I don't want to be in self-pity. But here, I don't know if you can see it. I kept this on just to show you. I had an emergency room visit yesterday. They wanted to keep me overnight to see a neurologist. And I said no, because I have my dogs and cat um, that I have to take care of. And there's nobody really close by except for my AA sponsor who would come over here in a heartbeat. But Dottie has her own will. So I'm very stubborn that way. And uh, so with that, this week's been very difficult. Two tick bites from... I've been going all over the place here in South Jersey, finding different places to walk my dog and my new puppy. So we ventured out to New Woods. We started in Ohio when I made a vis visit to Akron for spring break in early April. We've been going all over the place. And, uh, but I found a place that's only about a mile and a half away from my house that I never knew about because God's caused a spiritual awakening in me. And uh, it's been a great joy to walk in these woods that lead to this beautiful pond that I never even knew that was a mile and a half away. So um, it's absolutely gorgeous. So a lot of joy. The puppies had a lot of fun running. Uh, the thing is, I didn't know I had two ticks on me. And here's the fact of the matter. The second one came when I was in the middle of New Jersey State testing. And uh, as any of you know, Testing for the state is very difficult for teachers and students in the state of New Jersey. It brings on a lot of stress. Um, so with that, the second one came, it was crawl, it was inside my arm. So I had to make another trip to urgent care. They removed it. It was in the middle of testing. And you talk about anxiety taking over. And I went right back to my old thoughts. And uh I wasn't taking that pause to surrender. And um what this all has to do with lack of power? Well, first of all, I do not have power over my alcoholic foods. Um, and I do not have um, 
I also have a mental obsession that is going to take me out. I know because I've, I'm only here abstinent a little over a year. I consider myself a little baby in this program. Today, the fact that I'm humble enough to come here is not bragging for me, but I've been broken down enough to know that I'm not in charge, that he's in charge of everything, and I'm only a little tiny speck in this whole thing. All I can do is go to him and what Dr. Uh, Dr. Bob said, trust God, clean house, help others. And what uh, Kim brought up something when I first came in, are you sure you're going to be able to unmute and mute everybody whilst and you're speaking too? Because I have obsessive compulsive disorder, the doctors have diagnosed me with that. I can do many things. However, I'll use it in my own self-will. I'll use it to a detriment of myself to where I'm trying to control everybody. I do it with my students. I've, I've gotten humble enough to know that I, I cannot control my students. There's just no way. And the only thing I could do is to trust him, turn to him, do inventory on it, and then be of service to anybody I can. And then what I've learned this week, because of all the situations, the car breaking down, um, it was not a, an expensive fix. Thank you, God. Uh, the new puppy, which has been a blessing. Um, but all these things going in and then a, a teacher, they will not give me my, my own special ed students to test. So I have to stand there with a person who doesn't know them and she will not let me say, stay focused. And I told her I'm allowed to say that. The state has given me permission to say that, but she wouldn't believe me. So we had to get the social worker, the guidance counselor involved and my co-teacher. These are very difficult things for Dottie along with the hospital visit. Uh, and Friday night I came home, I'm only bringing this off because I have to let you know where I am today. So I can tell you where, show you where God brought me from. Friday night, I came home. Thank God for, I hope this lady's in this meeting because she's very special to me. She texted me and she said, you know, Dottie, I have to co-host a group with you tomorrow. Can you tell me what, do you know what I'm supposed to do as a co-host? I had totally forgotten about it. Plus I missed my favorite meeting at Friday at seven o'clock that I center my whole week around. And Sunday, I forgot I was speaking here to you. That scared me. It was the first, it came on very sudden. My memory, because my whole weekend is playing around recovery and help and, and serving my sponsees and whoever else I can help. So with that, I'm like, what is going on here? And my regular home group meets Fridays at 8.30. Thank God my sponsee called me, got me out of myself. I couldn't focus long enough. To, I, I I just could remember, like, I could just do what I could to speak to her. So there was something going on, whether this, they couldn't tell what it was. I went to the emergency room yesterday, two of my spiritual mentors that speak all over the country saw me in a meeting and they said, we think, they both said, you need to go to the ER, stop doing service. So um, I went there, they wanted to keep me overnight because they still cannot explain what the confusion the headache, the strong headache was from. So with that, I could not get a strong connection to my higher power, which is what I need more than anything. So that is my, he's come into my heart that has changed me so much that I no longer want to kill myself. But there was a, a, a moment in this week that came to, why don't you just take me home? I can't take any more of this. 
That's not a good thought to have. So with this, um, I have power over my alcoholic foods. I know I must keep them down. He has to be everything. I've come to the point where he has to be everything. If he's not everything, if he's not my main focus, I fall short. And, and it's been a hard, it's been a long, many years of struggle and the obsessive compulsive disorder, the disease, um, the fact that my two brothers have died from alcoholism. My one sister has wet brain from alcoholism. I got sober in 2001. I got cancer brought on early from my colorectal surgeon. He said it, he said it right to my face. You brought it on early from your lifestyle. My OCD was always, um, you know, lose the weight to get the guy or keep the guy. Then once you get the guy, usually I would either get bored of him or just give him up. It, it very, very self-centered. So that's my puppy making a ruckus in the background. So anyway, um, with that, my obsessive compulsive came to believe to the point where I was exercising, eating whatever I wanted, five to six hours a day of exercise. Um, a struggle, got sober in Florida, came up here to help my dad. Uh, my dad, my two brothers have died. My mom died. My best friend died all in the last 15 years. And um, with this, it was a lot of and not going to meetings, not coming in here to OA. But I knew the steps long enough that the, God was giving me the power to pull the plug when I needed. It. It's a long story of struggle. And I had to pull the plug on both my parents with nobody else around. My family has the same fears I do. But for some reason, because of my cancer experience and the, um, also the um, the steps from what I knew from the other program, I could be strong enough to show up to the, my loved ones. Um, now, with that, this power that I still don't understand, I love what Sandy B. I listen to him a little bit. I have to keep searching. I have to keep seeking. Um, when I first came in back in the end of February, I was walking against my will. Somebody that speaks with um, with Kim here, I listened to both Kim and, and the lady over and over again in the beginning because I had to hear about the allergy and the twist. And um, Kim's friend said the twist was, I have to take, when the twist comes in, I can't trust my mind. I have to take actions against it. So I have to show up, even though I don't understand what's going on, I just show up. And in the beginning, it was going to work. I was working with a different co-teacher last year in a brand new school, two flights of steps to walk up. And um, the man would call me out in front of the students and say, you're doing the wrong thing. And, you know, Dottie's ego doesn't do well with those things. And when God's not in the center, is not the central focus, I really, really struggle. So the fact that two hernias were, they told me I was going to die on the operating room table if I didn't get down to a BMI of 31. It took me nine months to come to OA and surrender. My AA sponsor, who's here today, said, what are you going to do? The doctors are telling you these things. I said, I'm just going to have to listen to podcasts until I get a buy-in. So that's what I did. I listened to Laurie C podcast, came in here. And then the first month was insane. My mind was totally insane. I couldn't get a coffee cup or a teacup from the sofa or the um, coffee table to the sink without my mind 
going do and this is where the OCD comes in. Let's get these 50 things things done first. So he's uh he's helping me one day at a time with all this. So with that, um the powerless, I'm powerless over my food obsession. Where I think about food unconsciously is all I think about is to get a hit. That's the way it used to be. It's not like that today. The fact that I went through all those things, even though I didn't experience God too much this week, um, the fact that I'm still here, sitting here willing to talk to you is, is his work, not mine. The fact that I never had a thought of picking up food through all these trials this week is his work, not mine. I know that. That's his power. <laughs> so um, whatever it is, I have an allergy to the body. Once I pick up those alcoholic foods, I have no power over stopping. As Mark Houston says, I take the bite and the bite takes me. I take the bite and, and he uses alcohol. I take the bite and then the bite takes the bite and the bite takes me. So I know that for a fact. I know I have no chance once I pick up that first bite. And then I also found something in my two, uh, a month of abstinence that I also have. I can eat a whole I can eat a whole shelf of vegetables to where I'm stuffed like I'm like it's Thanksgiving dinner. I never did that before in my life, but I broke 28 days of abstinence. So I also have a compulsion over quantity of food. So, and then what it says is exactly what this big book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Okay, thank you. Five minutes left. So it means we are going to talk about God. Now, I'm going to tell you some a little story here because. First of all, I know God loves me, even though I'm not, he's not, I don't feel his closeness right now. And here's the thing. Somebody told me back in 2002, when we were going to rehabs in Florida, this man stood in front of us with all the um, drug addicts and alcoholics that were trying to recover. And I was in there with the AA group. And he said to me, he said, as long as I come up, I, as long as I ask God to stay free in me and show up to do his work he's going to give me a payback. And I believe it says that it, it says it true. It's, it's like he gives me a pay payback. And I'm also, I know this is jumping around, but Bill Wilson, what he said, at long last I saw in his bill story, at long last I saw, I thought I believed scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. So when I put down the food last year, here's the thing. I had those old prejudice. And when it says here, um, I remember God's done so much for me. I um, I remember it says, we know how he feels. We share his honest doubt and prejudice. My prejudice was, and this is hard for me to admit, but I remember sitting on my AA sponsor's couch before I got abstinent and all of a sudden tears coming down my face. That's only the work of God doing that because I don't know where it came from. But I, I said, I have a resentment against God. And I, I was like, I couldn't believe I was saying it. I have a resentment against God because he, my brother suffered. How could he have let my brother suffer and my sister suffer the way they did? And the healing that just came from that. Um, I also, there's so many experiences. If anybody wants to call me, it, to go into all the spiritual experiences I've had since I put the food down would take at least over two hours. 
So I would be willing to share anything on the phone. I won't take that long. I'll try. But the prejudice I have is I still was believing God was causing these hurtful things. So I had to keep coming here. And I had to keep hearing people like Carlin G say, God did not cause the Holocaust. God did not make my whatever happen. So I had to, I had to listen to people from um, Vision for You say, I had to let go of those old prejudices. And I had, because of all my religious education and teaching in a Catholic school for 15 years, I had a lot of religious prejudice. So um, I had to keep saying like, I had to listen to atheists. They actually helped me in the beginning because the atheists would would tell me how they found their God. They may not have still believed in God, but they were walking with something that was much greater than they, they are. So really the thing, the, the greatest message I can give today is that you don't have to believe in the God I believe. You don't even, all, all the big, big book says is that I have to believe that there's a power greater than myself. That power is all expansive. So as I seek him, even though I don't believe him, I take the, if, even if I don't believe in him or it or whatever it is, I just have to take the actions against my will. Do those steps and God will reveal himself or itself more and more to you. And the greatest thing was, much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another conception of God. The arguments I used to have over my with my father over the big all the gold and wealth in the Catholic Church, all that stuff was removed. It didn't matter because that was all man-made. He is much greater, uh, just so great, so much greater than man-made stuff. But I need people to help me find my way too. So I need God people, and I especially need that strong relationship with God. So I don't know how much time I have left, but um, I just hope um, I just hope I could help somebody today. So with that, I pass, and I thank you everybody for letting me share.